Yes, thank you for inviting me to be here. Uh, my name is Oscar Rodriguez Cruz. Um, I am a grant writer, consultant. Um, up until recently, I was working for a nonprofit as a revenue specialist, uh, meaning I was responsible for them to get their money. Um, and I fundraise across the philanthropic spectrum, meaning from foundations, community foundations, I've worked with state grants, um, as well as, uh, thank you. I'm just going to share my screen because I do have a very short presentation. Share. I just have to let my phone go. Yes. Um, so as I was saying, so I fundraise across the philanthropic spectrum, but also the non-philanthropic uh, spectrum. So in my last place, we did um, look for a lot of impact investing, uh, which meant uh, either foundations or banks that offered loans that not only had a financial return on it, but also a social return. Um, so impact investing has really grown, uh, particularly within the last uh, 15 years or so. A lot of people call it ESG investing, um, but just um, just as a, as a little tidbit to why I'm here today. Um, and hi, Jasmine. Jasmine was the one who uh, invited me to come and I'm very excited uh, to be here, like I said. Um, and yeah, let's let's just jump right in. All right, so typically whenever I meet with a client, I run into people in these two scenarios. The first one being that they want to apply for a grant, but they don't know where to start. And the second one is that they've maybe found a grant to apply for, maybe they have a, found a request for a proposal on a split application, but they don't feel confident in their writing um, and slash or management skills to get it done. Now, very quickly, um, if, if everyone does have access to, yep, Thank you, Sammy, you already uh, was doing it for me. Um, if you could just put in the chat which category you would fall under, I uh, just give about 30 seconds to do so just so I can get a good understanding of who's in the room right now or where folks are coming from. Awesome, I see some A's. Hi, everybody. Hey. Hey, Jasmine. Hey. What's up, Jasmine? Hey, Jasmine. Hey, Jasmine. Hey, Jasmine. Hey, Jasmine. Hey, Jasmine. Great to see you. So, yeah, most people fall in, in A, which is honestly probably, ooh, I definitely skipped a whole bunch. Um, which is um, the most common, um, and that's completely okay. Most times when people, you know, are realizing they need grants is usually when they're either before starting a project or they're at a point where they've depleted their own funds in a project or a business, and there's just, the, the grant is critical um, to an organiza organization's success. So it's actually a good thing because I did prepare a little slide deck um, for situation A, really just to get a 1,000 foot view of how it looks like to one, start identifying what kinds of grants you wanna look for and how you can match your organizational's, your organization's mission with that of the uh, funder. So the first thing I always tell people is, you wanna look for a grant? Good, you have to understand yourself first. You wanna start identifying what is your organization's focus area? So here I just did a quick example. Um, so for example, like, are you a community organization working to better the lives of your neighborhood? For example, 
do you offer clothes, food, mutual aid? Maybe you do a youth program um, and just really start to break it down. Try to get super specific. Are you a organization that, you know, maybe hosts uh, once a month dinners where you feed the folks in your neighborhood? That has a specific, a specific um, focus area, meaning that there's a whole list of community foundations and funders out there that fund those specific um, initiatives. So, you know, if you are a community organization, let's say doing mutual aid or working with your community, one way of starting to search for it is community foundations. Now, foundations, if, for folks who don't know, they're private organization, well, private 501c3 charities in which instead of them um, looking for money, they're the ones that give it out. Usually foundations are made um, from essentially wealthy people's wealth. Um, a lot of times rich people will put their fund or a percentage of their funds in a foundation so that they, they can then regrant that money to community members. Um, and in doing so, the rich people get, you know, a lot of tax write-offs and deductions. Um, I can go into a lot of that later and how maybe that's very, well, it is very unfair, um, uh, especially for the current system of, of things, but that's for another time. Um, so like I was saying, community foundations, uh, local and regional intermediaries. Um, what that means, intermediaries are organizations that are, they essentially receive money, like millions of dollars from foundations because the foundations themselves don't have the kind of network or the kind of relationships with community organizations to regrant the money themselves. So they pretty much say, hey, we have $2 million that we want to give out to community members, let's say in Baltimore City, who are working um, specifically with youth. Can you regrant this money? And that organization says, yes, we can. And then they themselves find the organizations to then give the money out to. Um, there are a few in, in the Baltimore area. You know, if, if you'd want um, a sort of list, I'd, I'd be happy to make one up. Um, and private foundations are more of those larger foundations like the Gates Foundations, um, the Ford Foundation, Kellogg Foundation, um, and all those ones. And on the side, I really just want to provide a, a few lists um, that could maybe help folks get, get started um, because you know there are a whole lot of foundations in the United States um, and it can just seem very daunting. It can seem very scary. It can seem like, oh my gosh, there's absolutely no way you can make it through it. But I'm here to tell you that you absolutely can, which is why it's important that you figure out what your focus area is so you, your search can be very specified. Um, uh, as well as offering the list of foundations, I want to actually provide a link for requests for proposals. So requests for proposals are um, essentially these call for applications that foundations or funding entities put out where they're like, hey, we are making 10 grants worth, let's say 10K each to these specific organizations. This is how you can apply. Um, typically that this is how most organizations uh, find granting um, opportunities and then they can um, start to do that. But I really just provide these links for you to just check it out, see what it looks like, um, see what resonates and, and also write down any questions you have. As well, I did provide um, the uh, Small Business Administration uh, Funding Programs link, which offers um, grants to small businesses, but also um, information about loan, different loan programs, um, if you're interested in that. Um, just taking a pause, because that was a little bit <laughs> of information, um, just taking a second to see if there's any questions from this. 
um, or um, if anyone needs any clarification. Well, this okay. is this being recorded? Can we get the uh, the video when it's done? I I believe so. Um, so yes, this is um being recorded, and likely Omar will put it in some sort of library so you can access it if you need additional information, or you want to review something that was shared here. So take the time to just you know pay attention, take your notes, and we'll see that you can have some sort of access to the recording later. For sure, and I'm I'm also going to show the slide deck with Jasmine. Um, so you know, don't feel feel like, don't feel like you have to write down every single thing that's on the slides, um, as well. Perfect. Thank you. Of course. All right, moving right along. Um, well, let's say you know you've done your search. Uh, you know you've found uh, a grant you want to apply for, but now you're like, wait, how do I write it? This is the part where a lot most where really where my job where my job comes in. Folks will find an application. They're like, I don't know how to write it, and they'll come to me, and I'll say, Okay, this is how we write it together. Um, because one thing about my services is I really want to teach people. Um, so actually, I work as a grant writer so that one day hopefully my job doesn't exist. Because um, hopefully one day we live in a society where folks just give folks money um, and we don't have to kind of buy and um, have a, such a competitive process for it. Um, but uh, really what I like to do is I teach folks how to write um, typically how applications look like so that over time they won't even need me anymore. But the one thing I would say um, to learn how to uh, write a grant is actually to look through um, a few of the applications. So here I actually provided the Maryland Philanthropy Network um, template for a grant application. Oops, sorry. Um, so you can click there um, once I share the link um, afterwards and see, and you'll 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 be walked through about a four or five page template of the common questions that are asked. Usually it starts with you know what's your organization, what's your mission, um, where are you located, what's the amount of money. Um, but most times what folks are asking or what funders are asking is what is the problem and how are you solving it? Everything else is structured around those two formats. Um, so again, I do encourage folks to do, do check out the templates. And you know, if you do see application, look through it, run through it, see how which questions you think, oh, these are very easily, um, these are ones that I can easily, I can easily answer. Um, I'm confused about this. Um, this doesn't make any sense. Um, because once you have those questions, then you can reach out to folks like myself, and I'd be more than happy to walk through it or clarify certain things. Um, so after you have found an application, you see, uh, you review what they typically involved, then is when you make a plan. This is the most crucial step, as in with running a business or doing a project, you must make a plan from start to finish. And this is the part that I think trips folks up because uh, you think you can, you know, kind of look at the application and think, oh, okay, I, I have four weeks, I can apply to it. But I promise you that deadline is gonna come flying at you. And what I don't want to do and what typically happens is folks uh, will wait till the last week and then put in 12 hour days trying to apply and get everything together. Let's not do that. So on the side here, I did want to provide some uh, resources as well. Uh, the first one that I actually want to point to is using ChatGPT. 
So there's been a huge boom in using AI nowadays. Um, quite frankly, it's been kind of uh, scary to me uh, how fast it's boomed, but there are some aspects that have been good. So for example, ChatGPT is a writing assistant in which you can put a prompt or a question and the assistant is gonna feed you back information. Now, this AI is not foolproof. It is not a human mind. It is not a human behind it, which is why I provided a link of prompts that you can put into the chat to really just play around with it, see what it can give you, see how it can help you out. I'm not saying it's going to write the entire grant application, but you can have it act as an editor, as a doc connector. You can put in a paragraph and say, hey, does this um, is this good grammar? Is this good English? Does this align with the writing that they want? And it will feed back to you some really useful information. Secondly, I want to offer a free grants management software. I'm swear I'm not being paid by anyone. I'm here at my own accord. <laughs> but this grant seeker, I wish I had found out about it two years ago because it does everything that you need it to do. It, you can do research in it. You can store your grant applications in it. You can set a calendar. You can invite folks. You can have your own team uh, manage their own tasks. It is your one-stop shop for grant management. And it's completely free. Um, all the resources that I'm providing here are absolutely free. Uh, but this is one that I really urge folks just to look around. And when I say play with it, I more say like, see what the ins and outs are, see what works for you and just leave the rest. Um, also just, uh, I want to offer this blog link because I thought it was really great at answering the question of uh, how you can match your grant application to a funder's interests instead of just an opportunity. So what I mean by that, what I mean is that a lot of times when we find a grant, most people will apply just for that grant. You know, oh, this is a grant focusing on youth development. I'm going to make it entirely about youth development. That's great and all. But what you want to do is actually curate the grant application so that it fits with the funder's interests. So, for example, if the funder's interests or one of their interests is youth development, that's great. Maybe one of their larger interests is um seeing that one day youth poverty ceases to ceases to exist. Now, this article really runs you through how you can essentially tailor your application so that you can apply. And maybe if you don't get that specific funding, you can still use the application as an in with the funder. So, um, you know, there's ways of doing it where you can apply and, and if you get a rejection, you can say, well, hey, you know, I'm, I'm still interested in finding opportunity for us to work together and You'll be surprised with how funders can shuffle things around um, once you provide, again, a solution to the problem that they are aiming to solve. Taking a one second, uh, not one second, a uh, 20 second break just to kind of let that settle um, and also uh, see if there's any questions uh, from this slide. Is this making sense so far to folks? Can I just see a thumbs up, thumbs down? Are folks still with me? We're still here. Yes, okay. we're here. We're here. <laughs> I just want to make sure. I'm sorry. Uh, I was trying to give you a thumbs up, but we're here. Yeah, make it, def uh, it definitely makes sense. Thank you. Thank you. I just want to make sure, too, because my internet's been a bit faulty, so I was hoping that I was I was still talking to folks. All right. Great. Um, so moving right along, um, you may ask, you know, what else is needed? What else do I need to apply? And I'll tell you this, besides the writing portion, there is a whole list of things that most of these applications want. Um, and again, this may seem daunting at first, but if you plan it out and you um, 
know what you have to organize and are looking for, this is absolutely doable. Now, that's like, okay. Um, so usually when after the writing portion or in between the writing portion, they're gonna ask for uh, an organizational budget. No, and also I, I wanna clarify, this is more geared toward nonprofits applying for grants, but a lot of this does apply to for-profits um, when either applying to grants. Um, in terms of loans, there's a bit more things that you do need and I'm not covering that here. Um, but if you do want some information about that, you can get in touch with me afterwards. Um, but again, they want a budget for the organization. Um, they usually want a budget for the requested funds. Usually um, applications, typically applications do have their own templates, but there are ones as well online. Um, IRS determination letters, cash flows. This is essentially just so they can see that one, you can manage your money well, and that you actually are the kind of organization you are for applying. So that you are a 501c3, that you are an LLC, or that you are a fiscal sponsor. It's a good move better one with this. Um, and so resources. Uh, if you haven't noticed, I can't really do a super detailed presentation <laughs> on grant writing because uh, we could be here for three, four hours, um, which I could, but again, I know my time is limited and I want to actually save some time uh, for folks who have questions. But here, I really just wanted to offer resources and pretty much say that you don't have to reinvent the wheel. There are a lot of resources out there, especially if you haven't written a grant before or if you feel like your writing isn't the strongest. It's okay. There are people who apply for grants every single day who are in the same position that you are. And there are people before you who have done this and they've left behind a wealth of knowledge. And I just wanted to provide just uh, a brief one. So this first link of fundraising templates, this is actually my own personal link. Um, this provides templates all the way from messaging folks on LinkedIn um, to connect because maybe they are related to a funding opportunity that you're interested to. Um, template letters of intent, sample um, uh, grant management templates. Um, and there's also more detailed ones that I've included in there, but those are more specialized for, let's say, after we have like a one-on-one -on -one meeting. Again, there's a lot out there and that could be a very good thing because you're not alone, but also it can be very daunting because you think, uh, this is too much. It's all right. If you ever need someone to walk through it or clarify again, I'm here as a resource and there's a ton of people out there that are also available. And I also wanted to share this link for nonprofitready.org. Um, and this is a very great free resource that um, actually gives you certifications uh, for proposal writing, financial management, uh, how to manage a grant after, after you get it, because there's a whole um, life cycle of that as well. Um, and it's just been a very great resource. I've, I've benefited from it um, several times throughout my career as a fundraiser. Um, and I really just encourage everyone, and no matter what stage there are, even if they're not a nonprofit, to take classes through there. Um, they have really great modules. And I also want to share uh, a link to what's called community-centric fundraising. Now, this is a movement of fundraisers and folks and nonprofits who really want to turn fundraising on its head. Um, so typically, as you may know, philanthropy and fundraising, it's a very extractive practice, particularly to Black leaders and founders and leaders of color, um, because yeah, they ask us for so much when in reality, we may not even have the infrastructures to provide it. Um, whereas an org who is white-led may have more resources, more mentors, and more folks under their belts who actually can provide this kind of guidance. So this is really a hub of folks who really want to provide that guidance 
uh, to people. And I added a Slack link because uh, that is actually a gold mine of fundraisers who are ready and willing to give you free advice. When I tell you there's at least, uh, I think last time I was in there, it had 4,000, 4 to 5,000 members. Um, and the different channels range from grant opportunities to fundraisers you can hire, to um, questions about fundraising, questions about specific funders that folks have uh, maybe gotten funded before. It's just a really, really great resource that I always urge folks to join because you can also meet a lot of folks on there um, who work at these foundations that you may be applying for. Um, and I, again, I included the link for the grant seeker um, just for folks to have it. Now for for-profit, meaning LLCs, so proprietorships and different incorporations, I didn't wanna include some Baltimore, Maryland slash Baltimore specific um resources because actually i myself have a business that is incorporated within baltimore uh, within maryland um it's with purpose agency llc and these are personal resources that i myself saw that have that i benefited immensely from in my journey um and the first one is actually a mentoring um i would say mentoring program but it's really uh well yeah actually it's, it's pretty much a mentoring program um so this is a free service um, that matches you, that it matches you with a mentor, um, usually someone who has had a business for a while, usually 20 plus years, 10, 20 plus years, or has been retired in somewhat. And he, they give you a free, um, a free template for creating a business plan, a free, uh, guidelines for how to incorporate your business if you haven't done before. And he's actively available. I have to admit, I haven't, emailed my mentor back in a while because there's some things in my business that I just haven't been working on, but he's still readily available even if um, I know I won't be able to get to him for maybe another six months. Um, in addition to that, I want to provide the resource of Innovation Works Baltimore. Innovation Works is ran uh, by uh, a really incredible uh, man by the name of Jay, um, and they really work to cultivate and help social entrepreneurs entrepreneurs of color um, to not only develop and launch their plan, but also have a sustainable business um, for hopefully time to come. And so they offer, and so they offer not only a curriculum, mentor support, but direct capital through their uh, their impact funds. And again, I mentioned last uh, at the beginning that an impact fund, again, is um, typically meant to get a social return on top of a financial return in their investment. Um, so they have one called Ignite Capital. Um, and how it works is that they put you through a pipeline that will then eventually lead to access to capital. So I really would encourage folks to check that out. Um, and as well as the Small Business Administration, um, that is a federal program um, that helps small businesses around the country with you know, getting grants information, additional mentoring and loan information. Um, they have a really good resource as well and um, learning about impact investment of what I just talked about. Uh, and again, this is very great, not only for businesses, but even for nonprofits. There are ways that these private foundations have um, impact investing and they can combine it with grants sometimes in what's called integrated capital. Um, that's a whole can of worms. I'm really just trying to provide the resources so folks understand. And I know this is a lot in one at once, but it's very good to be equipped 
um, with all this information. I'm happy and willing to walk through and talk through some more of these concepts for folks. Um, and just as another offering, I actually wanted to offer uh, two free hours of fundraising advice to folks on this call. Um, so again, I actually, I do a lot of just, I guess, pro bono work or advice work where when folks can just tip me up and we can have a very informal meeting, phone call, Zoom, the like, um, and we can just talk about things. You can come to me with questions. You can come to me, um, you know, with a maybe specific plan that you'd like me to review. You can come to me with, you know, a request to make a plan. Um, and, you know, we'll get it done. And, you know, if afterwards things do uh, align, I can always point you towards uh, other services and other folks that uh, can can help you out if, if I can. Um, so, yeah. So I really wanted to just share my information as well. Um, thank you again for uh, inviting me in. I know that this was uh, just a whole bunch of information at once. I honestly could really talk about this for three hours, three, four, five hours. Um, but again, I really encourage folks to write my email down, get my number, let's collect on LinkedIn. I'm very happy to just meet and talk through things and the ideas and the initiatives you have. Um, or if you even want some, you know, write in real time, I also offer that. Um, but yes, I will now pause for any questions. Um, and yeah, thank you. Yeah. Oscar, so do we get the two hour consultation through the WhatsApp or? Oh, you can just, oh, email, you can just email me. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, um, most likely, most what likely I'll do is in, in sharing this slide deck um, with Jasmine, I'm also going to share my uh, uh, Calendly link so you, we can schedule a call. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you. Any other questions? Okay. <laughs> well, thank no, you. I'll go ahead, Sammy. Sorry. Uh, so for the last link, you had the, for the uh, for-profit, you had all the links for for-profit, but they were mainly for Baltimore. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm assuming based businesses. I'm from Baltimore, but I live in Atlanta now, and my company is based out of Atlanta. Uh, well, those resources... Will I still be able to tap in with those resources? So with the first, the first one, the score mentoring, um, I'm not completely sure. I know they have a greater Baltimore branch, but I do believe that they are national, but I can check, double check that for you. Innovation works um, for Baltimore specific. I would also have to check because although Jay does talk with folks, I don't believe you have to be based in Baltimore um, because they do help folks along the East Coast. Um, but again, I would have to double check that. Uh, but the last link that is um, for um, national folks. But I would say in Atlanta, there are a lot of uh, organizations like Innovation Works that do these kinds of curriculum and programs for entrepreneurs um, that you can definitely tap into. And I, I'd be more than happy to like gather um, a, a list for you, yeah. Yeah, just definitely just, just shoot me an email and um, I'll be able to do that. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. Mm -hmm. Hey, Oscar, I've got lots of questions, so I'd rather use the two-hour time limit to, to ask those questions because I don't think I can get, you know, the complete answers that I want right now, but I will be reaching out to you. Thank you. For sure. I'm looking forward to it. Oh, I, I never really gave you uh, an overview of kind of how I got into fundraising. Um, 
it just very quickly, if I have like five minutes, I would just love to um to tell folks. Um, so I actually didn't start fundraising until actually two years ago. Um, before that, I was in academia. I thought I was going to be, you know, a philosopher. I was doing philosophy in it. Um, but then the pandemic hit. And I thought to myself, I cannot be writing, uh, reading and writing and thinking that this is going to, you know, change the world. So I actually connected with a local organization um, called Organizing Black in Baltimore. And they were they were hiring a development fellow, which was someone who knew little to nothing about fundraising, um, but who wanted to be brought up in the organization's mission and to eventually be their sole development associate, which is essentially their fundraiser. Um, and so I did that for three months and I was hired as uh, the development associate. Uh, didn't realize at the time that I would be the only one managing the development department. <laughs> uh, for context, they had a budget of about 1.3 million um, and about uh, 10 grants. One of them was a state grant and I had to manage all of that, um, which was no easy feat, but it definitely taught me all the ins and outs of how a grant works and how an organization can manage a grant. Um, and also a lot about financial management because I had to learn, I work, had to lurk, work a lot with accounting um, and folks there to get the P&Ls and the statements and make sure the audit financials were done. Uh, and then actually after that, after a year at that job, I moved on to a national organization called Common Future. And they are essentially a national resource and development lab, meaning they find um, social entrepreneurs or folks who have businesses and are committed um, towards changing the economy and finding capital for them, uh, offering accelerators uh, for folks to develop their business even more. Um, really, they're essentially an, in, uh, an intermediary organization, the ones that I was talking about earlier, who they get the money and then they give out the money. The Com Future, they had a network of about 400 folks nationally all over the country, um, and we worked with them. I was with them until recently. I um, actually just recently left my job and recently left Baltimore, sadly. Um, I'm back in upstate New York um, with my family, but um, you know, I still work with folks nationally. I'm still doing my business. I, I can't even really say part-time because when you have a business, it's full time, all the time. Um, uh, but, you know, I'm still working on um, that. I, actually, I myself, I'm still in the startup phase of my business, um, which is why uh, most of the resources I offer are very more um, ones that I've utilized. Um, but again, yeah, I'm I'm really excited to work and, and grow with folks. I very put a lot of attention on Black and Latinx communities. Um, because I think that we're the ones that really need most of the infrastructure for to get most of these grants. Um, and I also believe that, you know, technically this is our money. Um, the wealth of foundations is built off of the history of slavery in this country and of colonization. And it's important to have a mindset shift of, you're not asking for someone else's money. You're asking for money that's rightfully yours that then you can put towards a solution. Um, again, I, I'll get off my soapbox, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's who I am, um, and I really want to share that with folks. Money that's rightfully ours. Exactly. Thank you so much, Oscar. Um, hi, everybody. Again, I am happy to be here. I'm fresh off vacation. Yesterday was my birthday. <laughs> so happy birthday! Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Happy I'm the big 35 now. I feel like a grown-up. <laughs> I feel like now I'm really a grown-up. Um, but um, thanks for um, coming, everybody. Oscar, thanks for your wealth of information being willing to share with everyone.
This is Fiction Not Production.